I can close my eyes. I'm at my Nana's house. She's dead now. And I'm going to tell you that the food that she served did her no favors in trying to keep her alive. So what we got served for Thanksgiving was we all got a Coke. Wow. A King's Hawaiian roll. And then my grandmother really loved to make this coleslaw. Coleslaw at Thanksgiving? Danielle Young, that was a main course. Oh my God, I would be so sad. And I bet the turkey was dry. It wasn't wet. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Normalize This, the show where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behavior should be normalized in everyday society. My name is Adam Rippon. And I'm Danielle Young. Today's topic, it's time to acknowledge holiday stress and normalize people keeping it real about how they feel during the holidays. The holidays are here, and some folks are excited, like me, and some... Not so much. And so we're going to discuss how do you handle the holiday season? And we're going to offer some advice to make your holiday plans work for you. Oh, we love a holiday. <laughs> the sleigh bells are ringing. Do you hear I them? love the holidays. I really do. I cannot wait to talk about it with you especially. But first, Adam, you know I love me a good fun fact. And I think you might have something fun inside of you. I I I hope I have something fun inside me um because <laughs> outside me is just um I get I get stressed around the holidays. This is going to lead into like what everything that we're talking about today, but my fun fact is that I don't really do holidays. Uh what does that even mean? Okay, I do them obviously my legal obligation to doing them. Okay. On a scale of Sweaters. Yes. To nonstop Christmas movies and or songs. Where do you fall in? Okay. I don't really do that. I don't like love the day, but I love the spirit. Okay. I can do that. The spirit is alive. Yeah. Like the Christmas season feels very for children and all that. But I don't know. There's something really like cozy and precious and family. And it's just, I don't know. It's like there's a warmth to the holidays that I've always loved, even though it's changed over the years as I've gotten older. But it's still just like, I believe in the magic. I believe in the magic. But <laughs> I do you have a fun fact that you'd like to share with me? My facts are always fun, Adam. They um, are. <laughs> let me think, because now that we are coming to the end of the year, I feel like I should share something more like meaty. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. something just, like, trivial. What kind of meaty fact are you going to give me <laughs> this holiday what season? What kind of meaty fact? I have, uh, over the last couple of years, you know, we just talked about how the holidays have changed. It feels like, you know, they are geared towards children, especially in my family, ge- geared towards the children and the youth. Um, And then the older I've gotten, I've wanted to, like, be in a loving relationship and where, you know, holiday onesies and bake cookies and do all that kind of like cutesy stuff for the holidays. But I've just remained single. Um, and so I haven't really gotten a chance to do that. But this Christmas, amen. This Christmas, drum roll. 
it's going to be a very sexy, cookie, onesie, whipped cream type of Christmas. Good. (laughs) It's a fucking Christmas. Yes, that's my fun fact. It's going to be under the mistletoe, baby. A very sexy Christmas. You know, the onesies with your butt out. Good. Everyone's butt needs air, which is very... That's a that's actually a scientific fact. Everyone's butt needs Yes. Air. Not only is it fun, but it's scientific and useful. It, absolutely. And so if you need to hear more about <laughs> Danielle's butt being out my this buttless, holiday season. My buttless onesies. Then you have to stick with us, but you also need to stick with us because later on in the show, we're going to play a game called Keep It or Curb It. And so that's where Danielle and I are going to decide what to celebrate and what to toss aside like old garbage. Yeah, like your onesies that have the butt included. Exactly. Who needs that? No. Throw it covering? Those are called (laughs) pants. (laughs) Right. Grow up at this point. Mm -hmm. But listen, y'all, don't forget because we need and want to hear from you. It's our Christmas wish. Hit us up on social media and tell us what you want to see normalized because without you, there is no show. So you can do that on IG at the Danielle Young and on Twitter at R-H-A-P-S-O-D-A-N-I, Rapsodani. And Adam, what about you? They can find me on Instagram at Adam Rip and on Twitter at Adam Rippon. So like Danielle said, we want to help you normalize whatever is on your mind. So don't be afraid to slide into those DMs and just mm-hmm. let us know what these two, where the we have doctorates in normalizing things. So let us put our PhD to the test. <laughs> the All these years of education are finally paying off. <laughs> Also, don't forget to rate the show, okay? Because that's necessary. And subscribe and download it just in case you, you know, run out of Wi-Fi or something. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be left hanging on on buffering. You need to download it. No, like you're on the plane and now you're trying to download it and it's way too late. Absolutely. Do it before you get on the plane. And then make sure that you are following at Make Spring Hill across all social platforms so that you can get these juicy show updates and also see how cute Adam and I are because you can't see it right now. Mm-hmm. But just You need know. a photo. You do need to see some photos. It would help. You do. It would. Adam, can we get up into the show? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's talk about it. The holidays. Are we, so we going to keep it real? I think that we're going to keep it real because oh, why oh, keep slightly. it fake? Right, you know, keep it keep it somewhat real and somewhat fake, and you see where we fall. Yeah, well, we'll do a healthy balance of both. Just in case my mom is listening and she feels like my opinion on the holidays is hurtful. I love that your mom listening is now when you're talking about the holidays, (laughs) but before you were like, I'm having hardcore sex <laughs> this Christmas and I don't care. She knows that knows. I'm getting my back blown out, but <laughs> she does not need her feelings hurt about me not wanting that's, to go home for the holidays. That's true. <laughs> you know, give her something to be proud of. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> I'm so proud of it. So the holidays, 
It can be stressful. And they also, they can start as early as Halloween and go all the way to New Year. I think so it's I, gross when people include Halloween in the holiday season. Like, relax. I think Halloween is the preamble. It's like a pre-aim. It's like, you know, an appetizer. So what do you consider the holiday season for you? For me, it starts at Thanksgiving. It's like holiday season is, it's tis the season of replying to emails. Can we circle back at the beginning of the year? Yes. You know, now that's the time when it's like, no one's really paying attention. You mm-hmm. don't have to. Use, and this is like, it feels like a little corporate speak um, for those of us that have these like real like nine to five jobs or jobs that you have to put time off. You know, you got to put in for your time off right around Thanksgiving. And then after feels like a time where like you don't actually have to put in for PTO because no one's really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're also not really into it. They're trying to get their last minute stuff together for Christmas. And then that like time between Christmas and New Year's where nobody cares about anything. It's a blackout. Oh my God. What a like sit around eating pie for breakfast. Like, yeah, it's, it's dystopian. Just, it's yes. the end of the world always. Listen, and I haven't had like a really good chunk of holiday lost time mm-hmm. since we've been in the pandemic. Well, because it all feels like lost time. Yeah. The entire two and a half <laughs> The entire years two and a half years has, has felt, felt like lost. a time continuum of lost time. Like, it's just, it never, it has not stopped feeling lost. And so I'm hoping that this holiday season can feel a little bit more, like, reminiscent of the ones that I've loved before. But yeah, I think anywhere between right before Thanksgiving through... That first week of January is the holiday season for me. Yeah, I would agree. I think for me, I start to feel it. I really feel it as soon as it's October, just because I feel like, okay, we're in the double digits of months in a year. Tick tock, Adam, let's get it going. Let's start to tick off those New Year's resolutions that you've been postponing for 10 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I haven't really thought about those in a while. I feel like surviving has been top priority. I don't need to strive to be my best self. (laughs) No. Why do that when you are are already? I sounded like a The best. Are, are, are already. (laughs) Which is indicating that you're lying. I am lying. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it fake. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Just... It's very holiday season. So, you know, okay, Danielle, the holidays, they're like a time for celebrating traditions with families and friends and, you know, putting up de- decorations, which I ugh. love to do. I'm, oh, uh, I love doing that. Like I said, what I love surprise. this season. I know. And, you know, I really went full out for like the, so I don't consider Halloween as a holiday or Thanksgiving. I I understand that they are legal holidays, but what I consider is like the, the theme is um, cornucopia and pumpkin, right? Uh, it's a theme, a themed yeah. a couple of months. It's pumpkin pie. It's pumpkin spice lattes. It's yes. sweater I, weather. I, I think of it as like color palette. Leaves crunching. Crunching leaves. Yes, there's oranges. There's you know, not like the Yellows, fruit, but there's... there's there's yes. amber waves of grain. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite dish during the holidays is amber waves of grain. I'm going to start because I like 
I think because when I was competing, I was a figure skater. And so that was a winter sport. And so our big season started in like September and ends in about March. So Mm. when you're like in the high point of your season, there's not a lot of time you can take off. So I never really for, I mean, at least for like 15 years, the holidays had to come second. So I really wasn't a holiday person. And I feel like it's kind of stuck with me where it's like, I love, I love the time of year, but like, I don't, I don't know if I really have any like traditions or like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You don't. I know exactly what you mean. I feel like, yeah, because especially when did you start? Were you in your teens? Yeah, I would say that like um, I started when I was 10, but when I was like more competitive, I would say about like like 15, 16. Yeah, those are a lot of the good years. Well, you know, those like childhood years into like 10, 11, 12 are really great Christmas years. But there are a lot of really good years for like now you're stopping toys and you're getting more like other things, electronics and other whatevers. So you did miss a lot of really good like Christmas and like holiday season feels and things in, in like formative years. And then like when you become an adult and you start trying to, especially if you don't automatically go straight into like a family lifestyle where you're having mm-hmm. your own, you know, your own children and your own partnership or whatever, you end up like kind of trying to define or redefine how you see the holidays anyway. You know, I'm like the only single person in my family um, of siblings and also the only childless person. So a lot of the times, because I also was the only one. (laughs) I'm so glad about it. I was the only one that moved away also from Mm -hmm. my hometown. So like coming home for the holidays was a thing because I was always just away anyway. And it was just a yeah. nice, like, reunion time. But it, then it started feeling like, especially later on in my 20s, like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's I don't really tough. know if it's something that I need to, like, spend the money on to go all the way home. Yeah. To just kind of, you know, sit around. And so it's like, when you're thinking about, like, favorite traditions and things like that, I think a lot of them existed when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the idea of, being so excited on Christmas Eve night and getting to stay up and and watch movies and make cookies and getting to stay up, but wanting to go to bed quicker because then you can wake up and it would be time for gifts and stuff. So I remember that and just like also cooking my house. Like my mom is one of 13. Oh my God. Yeah. So I have a big family and my mom is also one of the major like cooks of the family. So she was always the one every holiday like making all the all the staples from the turkey to the pies like everything so this brings me to my next point so i want to back up a little bit to thanksgiving so yes. as somebody who is white and from pennsylvania i can tell you that the food <laughs> that was served to us was less than it wasn't seasoned a lot you ain't get the holidays right <laughs> i can close my eyes i'm at my nana's house She's dead now. And I'm going to tell you that the food that she served did her no favors in trying to keep her alive. So what we got served for Thanksgiving was we all got a Coke, which was kind of, okay, wow. amazing, delicious. Yeah. Um, a King's Hawaiian roll, which oh. that is really good. 
and then I don't, I didn't ever like turkey. And uh, my grandmother really loved to make this coleslaw, which was just like shred. I, I Is this coleslaw? Can somebody clarify for me? Is coleslaw, and by somebody, I mean, Danielle, can you? <laughs> I'm in a room me. by myself. It's me. I'm somebody. <laughs> so what is coleslaw? I think it's something that stems from white culture, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> to be that's... honest, because it's usually such a like, why did y'all make this? It's like mayonnaise and shredded cabbage. Yes, that's that's it. That was, and that for me, that happy Thanksgiving, that's what I imagine as Thanksgiving. Coleslaw at Thanksgiving? Coleslaw. Coleslaw is such a like, grilling outside. Danielle Young, that was a main course. Oh my God, I would be so sad. Just everything is, and I bet the turkey was dry. It wasn't wet. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't wet, I'll tell you that. There was, if there were any juices, no, no, the only juices we were getting were from the Coke. So it was um, bone dry. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a travesty. Because see, our turkey was like, there's just gravy and stuffing. And the stuffing is so good. My mom would actually fry cornbread to make the stuffing. Oh, collard greens. There was cabbage, but it would be cooked. Mm-hmm. You know? And, oh Any mayonnaise? Any no, mayonnaise? There would be, no, not a, well, there was mayonnaise. My mom did make a um a chicken salad and mm-hmm. a potato salad. Those were two sides that she okay. liked making. You know, I will say, I just, I do want to set the record straight that that coleslaw, I I ate that shit down. And I loved that as a child. I loved Ugh. that col- coleslaw. Thanksgiving for me was a Coke, a King's Hawaiian, just and no a big slab of coleslaw. That's so gross. Like, my plate was filled to the capacity with the turkey and the stuffing, the greens, the cabbage, the sweet potatoes, the mac and cheese. Like, my mom would also make sweet potato, like, turnovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So buttery and delicious. You know, even as an adult, though, like, none of the Thanksgiving food is appealing to me. I don't really like stuffing. I don't like gravy. That's brown, thick liquid. I don't like that. It is thick, but it should be, I don't know, appetizing. And it go, it has the flavor of what you cooked, the meat you cooked. It's just... And it's so good with like mashed potatoes. It's good on oh, top of stuffing. I don't like stuffing. those either. Oh, I grew up resenting them after, you know, because we would also cook the same thing for Christmas. And for okay. years, I would beg my mom like, yo, it's only a month after. Girl, we've <laughs> been eating all these leftovers. Can we please get a different meal? Like, it doesn't have to be the same. And so she never obliged <laughs> until my older sister kind of took over. And my older sister would do, uh, sometimes she would grill out for Christmas or do a crab boil. Um, oh, so we would, fun. yeah. So we would switch it up a little bit. But I now, as, as this 30 plus year old adult, I'm like missing my big, heavy, long rectangle Thanksgiving styrofoam plate with all mm. the things. Yeah. I do miss it. I really do. Like I could eat one of those plates right now. I smell the stuffing. I'm glad I can't smell it because <laughs> I just, with the gravy on it. <laughs> yeah, gravy is just the. I feel like that is the weirdest, like the weirdest, like prehistoric thing that we've kept. I don't gravy. know why you feel that way about gravy. It is delicious. I'm a gravy denier. 
Yeah, like biscuits and gravy you don't even like? And that's no. a different type of gravy. No. I don't like, I don't like, uh-uh. That I don't is... like thick sauces. I love flavorful, like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is how you're going to have, this is how you're going to have no culture. I was going to say, I like ketchup. Good night. I'm oh quitting. my God. We cannot trust Adam when it comes to food, y'all. We have got to move on from your food. But you know, uh, wait. The food on your plate for the holidays is making e- me sad. I will say Christmas is kind of where we came in clutch because that's full on cookies every day. Oh, yeah. And it's like there's so many cookies you don't even want them. I remember being a kid being like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's way too many snacks around. Like we would have like chocolate covered peanuts. We would have all kinds of um, oranges and apples was like a big thing for my mom because it was a big thing for her growing up. She, my mm-hmm. mom grew up on a farm, a.k.a. a plantation. Don't let them think it's a different thing. Right. Um, <laughs> Don't let your mom romanticize. Don't let the world think that it was not a plantation. Um, They just changed the name. But she grew up on this farm. And so it's like just little things that they could get for Christmas and like that she remembers were like being able to get an apple and an orange in her stocking. Mm. and some chocolate-covered peanuts and stuff like that. So she kept that kind of candy tradition going. She would do peanut brittle, of course, the peppermint sticks and stuff like that she loved to do around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there was just always, like, little vittles and snacks to get for Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so, Danielle, I want to talk a little bit about family holiday traditions, okay? Okay. Like so, your coleslaw. Like my coleslaw, which I will, I, you know, I, I started off by kind of slandering it, but I think now I will defend it to the death because <laughs> I, I am remembering how good it was. You just want mayonnaise. I do like mayonnaise. Actually, I, I didn't know there was mayonnaise in it, even though it was covered in it. But now that I know it was covered in mayonnaise, that does make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> but, Yum. but for tradition. So as we're talking, I'm really noticing probably for the first time, because this is the first like extended conversation I've ever had about like holidays in at least two Mm -hmm. and a half years. I'm really realizing how skewed my like holiday experiences seem now the last few years comparatively to the years before. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think like I'm so used to like what I've been doing the last few years that like I even forget because I haven't gone home. Mm, Got you. And so now I'm like trying to, I'm like remembering, I'm trying to think of like, I'm racking my brain. I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think of like what I used to do. I remember one thing I did do was that like clockwork, I would go home for Christmas and like, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if there was, if it was like 80 degrees and sunny. I'm like from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, but on the 26th (laughs) of December, every year, blizzard and every, like there's, I always had to stay because I was getting snowed in. And so what I ended up doing was I decided I was going to celebrate Christmas the week before Mm -hmm. Christmas, which I thought was an incredible idea. And I did love doing it because then I would get Christmas at home. So that was a tradition I really did love. Right. That sounded cute. It's a good idea. I also have another one where 
for New Year's, I like to go to bed before midnight so that when I wake up on the first of the year, I feel refreshed and well rested. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know. So you've never like actually rung in the new year? No, I have. But the last time I rang in the new year, it was 2019 into 2020. And that was the first time I was like, I'm going to celebrate the new year. I'm like not going to sleep in anymore. And then I single-handedly caused the, the pandemic caused covid <laughs> yeah that's what happened it was you and it was me yeah 2019 was definitely my last big celebration uh, <laughs> right before celebration i got of- the jab now i'm having right. four jabs now so i'm ready yeah. for anything yeah mine was um in ghana i was in ghana 2019 wow yeah how was I, it it was so fun and like ghana like they party just all night long like the party where you think it starts at midnight you're better off getting there at like 2 (laughs) a.m so that you can stay there until the sun comes up and then they move everything if you're not on the beach already you go to a party that's on the beach but like you stay on the beach party and until like 6 7 8 a.m wow yeah. I think I would, that's, I would die. I would drop dead. Honestly, now, now that I'm thinking about it outside <laughs> of the last couple of years, oh my God, I would never. <laughs> I'm glad that you got it out of your system in 2019. It seems like yes. a, an unreachable hill to climb. It was. But I think, you know, now a new holiday tradition that I'll I'll develop for myself is making sure... Um, That I spend one of the holidays at home, likely Thanksgiving, because my mom's birthday is on November 27th. So -hmm. it makes it easy to do like two birds, one stone. And then I'll do, yeah, then I'll do Christmas into New Year's on like a trip. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I just want to, you know, you crawl towards the end of the year. And I just just want to lay back and let the, the like New Year wash over me and get myself ready for tackling 2023. Because like... How amazing is it that like we're still just thriving after and during this yeah. like crazy time in our lives? I mean, it's incredible. You know, Danielle, the holidays, they can be a really great time for everybody. As yeah. we've talked about, we've talked about so many of our great memories, but they can also be, like I said earlier, they can be kind of stressful. So according to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, research suggests that one in five adults will suffer from mental illness each year during the holidays. Aww. So. It can be brought on by a bunch of different things like grief or loneliness, um, being around unpleasant family members, finances, mm. you know, the the pressure to perform in front of your family and, you know, put on that great holiday experience. <laughs> Do, have you ever gone through an experience like this of like not feeling your best during the holidays? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the last two holidays have been really tough, you know, just being alone and not around my family or just trying to navigate also just not having my own family and Mm -hmm. being the family of one and understanding that like things that like the holidays that are geared more towards family, it feels awkward and it can feel lonely and it can feel like you said, unpleasant. Yeah. What gives me hope about it is that like that promise of a new year, even Mm -hmm. in the sadness of it and, like feeling low or not feeling, you know, like part of something and feeling yes. by myself. I think, yeah, that's what really keeps me like 
hopeful about is that there is a new year. I mean, that fresh start really is like that does a, a, re- a number on me in a really good way because it makes me feel like it's, it's, it's I can start over. I can like begin again mm-hmm. and, or, or things that I've been like going through in my own mind. It's almost like I can leave that behind in that last year more so than I feel like you can do it like, OK, it's fresh start, new week, new month, new year is like, right. OK, we're starting over. This is a real start over. Yeah. And I would also say like in the last few years, obviously it's been so the last few years, my husband and I haven't been able to, I think we did get to, we did get to be together for Christmas, but we've spent so much of the year apart because of COVID and he was in Finland and I was in California Mm -hmm. that I really leaned on um, my friends who were also like around and didn't get to see their families and I love like a friend's giving I love going to see my friends on Christmas like yeah I love that it's part of definitely part of my traditions now is like having friends over on Christmas yeah normalize having a bunch of friends over I think through the years Like some of the years where I couldn't afford to go home for the holidays like I wanted to or, you know, things like that. I've definitely clung to my friends. Having lived in New York over the last 15 years, I've definitely developed like a strong tribe of different types of folks. Mm -hmm. So a lot of folks wouldn't either either they don't have a lot of family or their parents are gone or like or they just choose to stay home themselves or, you know, stay in the city themselves. We all gathered together and like did the fellowship thing, everybody yes. potluck or cook together. And those were some of my favorite Thanksgivings and Christmas. Totally. Honestly. Totally. Me too. Yeah. I the pressure's that, not on. You get to yeah. like, you know, like, cause my family's also a very dry as in there's no alcohol at any family function at anybody in anybody's fridge. My sister, my oldest sister, I know mm-hmm. now she, where she keeps his stuff, but usually, <laughs> usually it's a very dry, holiday and it's like I remember like being home in my mom's little house in North Carolina and just being like bored out of my mind because there was just so much of nothing to do and so you know you're scrolling on the internet and I'm just watching other people like be with their families and be drinking and having I'm just like oh holidays could be so much fun my little dry ass (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know also like with being with family because I think for the both of us, like we, I, I also don't live near a lot of my siblings and I don't live um, near my parents and my mom. Mm-hmm. So it, it is this w- weird expectation to kind of like catch everybody up on everything you're doing. And it's just, I don't know, it's like, it's a lot I of know, energy. And then because I'm in celebrity stuff, you know, as a journalist. And so my family's always asking me about celebrities. I'm just like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> right. I Let me y'all. just talk to talk your family. About, yeah, she doesn't me. know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel that. Like, having the, just the pressure of having to answer certain questions and avoid certain conversations. I mean, I I think my family and I share a lot of, if not all, of the same political views but I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it could be like for somebody to go home and, and you know, 
those political debates start. They're almost inevitable. And I think now they're so important to have and it's like impossible to avoid avoid them. It is. And it's really, it's uncomfortable, really. Yeah. Because I have such an amazing, loving family, but they have, they they draw a line in the sand over uh, homosexuality and things like that. And just to hear some of the things that they say and... I just be like, oh my God, I do not want to fight this battle, but like, you can't just let it slide. But then I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, do you say something and then risk like messing up the, the holidays holiday? for everybody? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, do I want to fight this battle or do I just want to have a little bit of peace and a little bit of pie? A little bit of peace, a little bit of pie, and my sister's secret stash. <laughs> That's what I want. For That's Christmas. all I want for Christmas, honestly. Do you think that this might be the first holiday season that we have that will feel not COVID-ish? I think so. Because we've I think so too. We're still in the midst of it. However, you know, we've gotten to a point where a lot of the death doesn't seem as in our face. Yeah. As it was before, <laughs> you know, like everybody was getting COVID and, and just randomly dying. And yeah, it just it everybody was, was really in our face about the death. They were so in our face about it, like, <laughs> oh, my God, everywhere you turn. It was yes. very sad and very scary. And scary. Yeah, very scary. And then losing so many different parts of your family mm-hmm. um, because COVID was so and is so weird. It wasn't like, oh, let's kill all the old people. It was just it was it was anyone but a lot of folks did lose a lot of their matriarchs and patriarchs and a lot of the aunties. And so, so it just, it has been very, it, it has felt ravaged, honestly, mm-hmm. for the last couple of years with when it comes to family. And honestly, like, thinking about the idea of COVID, especially right in 2020, where it was like shelter in place and, you know, social distancing. And it was like, dang, they really setting us up to just like be alone. Yeah. Our mindsets and stuff are still healing and recovering from all of that. And I think, you know, the same way that like, and not to compare the two at all, because I am not a history person, but just thinking about how like the Roaring Twenties were a result of being stifled and the Prohibition era and all, you know what I mean? And like, now the floodgates are open. So people were just like celebrating and it was such a joyous time. I feel like we're going to have that. In our 2020s. Oh, like, I totally you know what believe. I mean? Yes, I like believe flappers that. and people just having a great time and there's fringe. Um, so I do think. As long as there's fringe. As long I as there's think fringe we'll and a good okay. smoky eye and that like really long cigarette thing. Yeah. I will be fine. Okay, Danielle, to recap, what about mm-hmm. the holidays are we normalizing for people? First and foremost, normalize holiday traditions that work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, holidays are evolving just like we are. It's always to me for the kids. And if you have kids, it becomes more about them and their happiness. If you're a relationship <laughs> getting loved on, <laughs> it becomes about spending time with your boo all hugged up in your bottomless onesies, mm-hmm. you know, and then like family time, parents, grandparents, all the people, extended families, cousins and them. So I feel like you shouldn't be bogging yourself down 
with like too much travels and traditions of like trimming the tree and all of that if it doesn't actually serve you, especially as a grown up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> I really enjoy like the Friendsgivings and things like that, spending a lot of time with people who just like re-energize me and also not for nothing. My family does like ground me and give me a lot more energy, but they don't necessarily give me stress free. So I think that's what I'm looking <laughs> That's what I'm looking for in the holiday They're season. They're not giving stress free. They're not giving stress free. They're giving stressful. <laughs> and you know, they mean well, but I think that is what I want to spend most of my holidays on going forward, normalizing traditions and things that actually work. I like that much better. Yeah. Adam, like, are you normalizing some things about the holidays? You know, Danielle, I want to normalize protecting your peace during the holidays. And goodwill towards men. Yes. Because it can get stressful. (laughs) It can get really stressful. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you have to spend time with people who may stress you out. No. Or who have like that toxic behavior, which Mm -mm. is really... They really love to pop out that behavior yeah, during the holidays. Like I, oof, as much as I love my people, like seeing them, they still are very much down south mentality and certain things that they haven't really moved with the times with. And it just, it just it can be like really stressful to like deal board. with all of that. Totally. <laughs> but also, you know, I don't want us to like let grief and loneliness or the holiday blues yeah. weigh us down. And that's all the about sads. like... Exactly. It's like protecting your peace and making sure that there's so many emotions that come along with the holidays yeah. that, um, you know, I love what you said earlier of like creating your own traditions, especially yes. as an adult, like not kind of going with what you've always done um, exactly. and creating your own as an adult. And I think that's also kind of protecting your peace in Oof, the holidays. Yes. I'm very excited about the holidays coming back. I don't want to say normal because like, what does that even mean anymore? Right. They never will be normal. Like there's a new normal now because of everything that we've gone through. So now we're growing and making our own sexy bottomless traditions. Right. That does sound amazing. Well, listen, Adam, it's time for our favorite part of the show. Keep, Keep it, it or, or curb it. it. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, aka you just started listening to podcasts, you just found podcasts. You know, Adam, I have a friend that had no idea where to go to listen to podcasts. Um, oh. <laughs> who is that friend? She's it's an me. Emmy-winning director. It's so funny. Like, you can do all these accomplished things and do not know. I was like, there is a whole app on your phone, but I digress. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know, this segment here, Keep It a Curb It, is where Adam and I take a look at new social trends and decide if they are worth keeping close to our hearts or dragging out to the curb, giving it the peace forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So Adam, are you ready to kick it off? I've never been more ready to kick it off. Yes, get your trash bag ready. <laughs> it's ready. It's open. <laughs> okay, Adam, let's kick this off with the first keep it or curb it. I'm ready. I'm going to talk to you about something that affects us all. Okay. Overall holiday spending in the US reached 886.7 billion in 2021. I thought people were broke. 
according yeah. <laughs> to the National Retail Federation. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me give you a few key stats from this gigantic dollar amount. Okay. The average spend per person in the U.S. was $1,800. Well, $1,802, which is, is like... $2? $1,802. Well, the, the NRF is not fooling around with their statistics. They said, listen, people are spending money. Over 113 million travelers spend $180 billion on travel expenses during the holiday season. Tickets are a lot more expensive these days. Mm-hmm. And between buying presents, plane tickets, and party supplies, 36% of consumers went into debt, Oof. owing an average of $1,249, according to a survey by LendingTree. People go into debt buying Christmas. Uh, Adam, yeah. are we keeping or curbing big spenders during the holiday season? Hey, I- big spender! Bum, 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 <laughs> Spend. No, I think we curb. I curb. I don't want to go into debt. To, first of all, to lending tree? That's not how I'm ending Lend- the year. I'm not ending the year. Now the lending a, tree is no. in my business because of my Christmas habits? No. no. You think I'm going into, you think I'm ringing in the new year with an IOU from lending tree? Then you have another I'm not doing thing that. coming. No. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. I also, I, Okay. I love to give people things, but I only like to give people things that I think that they will use because I hate junk. Oh, my God. I hate junk. Yeah, I'm not just going to overspend for the sake of like some weird Christmas decorations. Like, what are we doing? And you know what? My friends and I, a lot of times for birthdays and like holidays and stuff, we'll take each other out to dinner, which I think is the best kind of gift that you can give. Is that like quality? Yeah, I would always love an out to dinner moment. Love that. Yeah, yeah I'm and with you it. can't pay for that dinner using lending tree, which is I think a bonus. No. We're gonna curb going into debt for the holidays. Yeah, we'll curb that. What about like what's the m- most expensive thing you've ever gotten from somebody? Uh I think the most expensive I do not like I I do not like when people insinuate that they might want to get me something expensive. I say this like there's a line of people going, please, please, please. Um, no, I'm like, what? <laughs> I think like what I basically what I mean is like JP, my husband, I tell him to like not really get me anything because honestly, I if I want it, I'll go and get it myself. But I think the most. Ex- oh, no, that's right. If I want it, yes. I'll get it. I think the most expensive thing Don't I've ever gotten was uh, he got me this little a gold charm that I have on a necklace. And um, he got that for me for a a birthday. And I think it was expensive. And I think that that's probably the most expensive thing that I've ever been given. I've given myself some really expensive shit. Mm -hmm. What about you? I mean, I definitely have given myself some really expensive things over the last couple of years, you know, after having been broke for most of my life. The same. You know, so I'm, I definitely treat myself where necessary. Well, not even necessary, where I want to. It's always necessary. But it's always necessary. I don't actually go around getting a lot of big expensive gifts myself either. But I did recently have one of my very wealthy friends um, I ran into him at this restaurant called Boa, mm-hmm. you know, a little steakhouse moment. And I was dining with a couple of my homegirls and 
when he saw me and I knew he was going to do this because he's known to do this. Um, he came over and he knows all these people that like manage and, and whatever the restaurant, take care of them, whatever they want. But I had already decided at this dinner that I was going to do the most. I had already ordered crab legs. I had ordered, <laughs> I already ordered Wagyu. You had already taken out a loan. You were ready. I had already owed Lending Tree at this point. <laughs> they, there was a financier <laughs> at the table with you. Looking at me like, girl. So I had told him, I was like, now listen, friend, I have already ordered the most. He was like, it's okay. You want more? Get whatever you want. It's on me. I'm going to take care of it. Give them everything they want. Make sure they get the snow beef. Oh my God. Da, da, da. And just doing this whole thing. And I know that bill was so expensive because we got like a couple bottles of wine. We did. We, you we, just, we yeah. did it up. And so he took care of it. He took care of our valet. And so I just thought that that was such a beautiful gift. And he's a new friend and someone that I don't even like know extremely well, but we've had a lot of great times together, a lot of great conversations. And so when I thanked him for that later, um, when we were chatting on the phone, he was just like, you know, I just really think that I'm, I, I want to show Black women how appreciated and how loved they are. And I just wanted to do that. And I've always wanted to be able to do it. And now I've made a lot of great decisions in my mm-hmm. life, business-wise, that have given me the space to do so at different levels. And I'm just going to do it whenever I see whenever I see fit. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is the most beautiful, like, it felt like a gift that I had ever gotten. Like, just to have somebody just come and take care of it. Um, I love that energy. That's so empowering when, like, you've always wished you were able to do something like that and that you are actually able yeah. to do it. it that is so cool. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that gives me a little bit of like, so maybe something even to aspire to for myself, like just taking care of the bill and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was a beautiful gift. And if you're listening out there, men, women, whoever you are, just pay for a black Take woman's care of dinner. Our bill. <laughs> you could even, if you're even feeling in the mood, pay for this White no one's going to pay for a white man's dinner, Adam. Get out of here. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> we're going to we're going to curb that. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm having coleslaw. No, nah, you again. you done, you done, you done made it too far in the world, white man. You pay for my dinner. <laughs> I will pay for your dinner. That's a promise. Love to hear it. Okay. Are you ready for the next Keep It or Curb It? Ready. Okay. So this holiday season, the Hallmark Channel plans to release a total of 40 new Christmas-themed movies, which feels like an incredible amount of Christmas movies. It's so many movies. So it's featuring names like Jodie Sweetin, Tamara Maori, and yes. Holly Robinson-Pete. Okay. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a few of the log lines. I'm going to clear my throat. <clears throat> give it to us. A Cozy Christmas Inn, starring Jodie Sweetin and David O'Donnell. Real estate executive Erica must go to Alaska to try and buy a bed and breakfast. When she discovers the property is owned by her ex, first of all, she must. She doesn't, Erica doesn't have a fucking choice. And how is this random Alaskan bed and breakfast owned by her ex? Erica, stop it. You're lying. Well, it it only gets worse, Danielle, because when she discovers the property is owned by her ex... She finds herself possibly falling in love with the town and maybe with him as well. You know what? Sometimes you got to go to Alaska to realize. Yeah. It was always there. It was always executive Erica. 
real yeah. estate executive Erica. We she tries it. to buy a bed and breakfast. She just had to escape to Alaska and look, lo and behold, she couldn't. No, she couldn't. Are you ready for the next one? The, ne- the next these. one is called Jolly Good Christmas. Ooh. Sounds, it, Di- it sounds like Pip Pip. Jolly Good. <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. David is an American architect who moved to London, Pip Pip, uh, for a prestigious work <laughs> opportunity. After bumping into a professional shopper, Angie. Wow, that's specific. Very. So Angie was picking out a present for his girlfriend. He hires her to help him find the best holiday gift. Wow. So sounds what do you think? Are awful. We, it sounds truly, I would rather go to Alaska and try to buy a bed and breakfast. <laughs> I would rather open up a bed and breakfast in Alaska with my ex and fall back in love. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so are we keeping or curbing new, like 40 new movies every year? I mean, it's 40 is so overkill, but bring them on. I, I am going to wrap it. up in a blanket with my booty out onesie and watch them all with a bottle of wine and with a straw in it. Yeah, I say that we keep all those Christmas actors employed because keep them employed, keep these zany plots, <laughs> these keep zany plots zany. going, keep it going. Yeah, keep David the architect Keep him moving to London. I want to see more. In it. <laughs> I want to see more. Pip, pip, David. Yes, pip, pip. And cheerio. So I'm, I'm always D- going to keep a Christmas movie. Yeah, me too. Do you have a favorite? Oh my gosh. So many. Um, Number one, Elf. Okay, that's my number one yeah, as well. So the best good. one. So good. It's so, so the best good. one. I also love um, This Christmas. It's a black one. You should watch it. I will. I also love, oh, The Christmas Story. You know, the little mm-hmm. white kid that gets, you know, his tongue stuck to the pole, all that. It's such a great show. Yes. The Grinch. I, okay, I love The Grinch. Need I the also Grinch. love, what is it? The What's the one where it's like Scrooge and Tiny Tim? What's that called? Is it, is it Ebenezer Scrooge? Yeah, but I but the one I like is specifically the one with the Muppets. <laughs> it has to be. And also, do you have a Christmas, a Christmas albums? A Christmas care. I think that sounds right. I'm yeah. saying I Yeah. Right? I'll go with that. I think so. I the, think that sounds right. Do you have uh Christmas albums? Now I know that this is we'll get back to the movies in a second, but I have specific albums that I love to listen to. One, yes. I love to listen to the Justin Bieber Christmas album. It's good. Oh, sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. Justin Bieber is a surprise every time. So I would not doubt it. I haven't listened, but now you got me interested. There's something that is, I can't get it out of my mind. And there's like a a breakdown in The Little Drummer Boy, which is truly chaos. Oh my God. Sounds horrible and amazing. It's incredible. I might also, give it a try. John Denver and the Muppets. Your Christmas albums are weird. I was a very heavy, heavy puppet themed heavy on the Muppets and the puppets experience. Heard you. Well, mine are a little blacker. Number one, okay. (laughs) Number one is the Temptations Christmas album. Oh, I love that one. It is. 
so good. Oh, um, my God. That's the one, like, the meme that comes out. It's like, white people, silent night, and black people, in my mind. That's how, <laughs> that's how our silent night starts. <laughs> and then also, Luther's Christmas album is... Such a great album. Luther is one of the best, vo- well, was, rest in peace, Luther, was one of the best R&B vocalists in the world. And also Kim, K-E-M, he's a jazz singer. One of okay, my favorite I'm, Christmas albums. Okay, I have to listen to that. I love jazz music. Oh, yeah. And he does, he has, it's very jazzy Christmas. It's very grown up. It's, I love it. Because I don't like the Christmas albums that are very like, just hear those sleigh bells ringling. Like, I'll play it, but. I like soulful. I like, you know, sexy. I do need to listen to those. Let's hear the sleigh bells. Ring. I need to hear that at least once or it's I will not get that hit. That sweet hit. <laughs> I need that one day Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. You know, I need quick. to hear that once, <laughs> once or twice. Not you 72 know. times. Not 72 times, but I do need we've to hear already, it a few. because I already heard I, it. I want her to get her royalties, so I'm going to listen. <laughs> but I do need to hear, I, I need to hear, like, the uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Give me some Nat King Cole. You know what I mean? Like, those are the type yes. of Christmas songs. I know I'm exactly into. what you mean. Adam, I have another Keep It or Curb It. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. According to a study conducted by Jacqueline Woolley at the University of Texas, at Austin, UTA, approximately 85% of American children between the ages of four and eight believe in Santa Claus. Purple shisho. Oh, also, yes, the Santa Claus, one of the greatest yeah. Christmas movies of all time. The average age at which people in the United States no longer believe in Santa Claus is like eight and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Mississippi. Uh-huh. God, Mississippi, God bless you, has the... <laughs> Oldest <laughs> average age in the United States at 10 years old of believers uh, of Santa. Okay. Are we keeping yes. or curbing telling kids about Santa even in the age of the internet? Yeah. First of all, it feels, I don't know how you keep that secret I, anymore. Like but the kids are not kids anymore, man. Like, no, they, <laughs> they know. know so much. They have access yeah. to so much. I think it's perfectly beautiful and sweet that a kid is still age appropriate at eight years old and believes, but it's like, you might be a little weird. (laughs) Okay. When were you convinced that Santa, when did you know? That he wasn't real? Yeah. Um, I think it was like the first Christmas I didn't get what I wanted. Like, well, what are you, what else are you doing? That's your only job. Like, damn. I was like 11. Yeah, I definitely think I was at least like eight or nine. But, but but it was also, we lived in a very different non-internet childhood time. Right. Where everywhere was Mississippi. Everywhere was Mississippi. Everywhere. The kids we were, were not all Googling in the things. And we did not believe, like we, we were still trying to leave out cookies and milk and things like that. I remember like that memory. Oh, yeah. I remember we made reindeer food, which I literally think was just like glitter in a bag that I made at school. Very cute. Writing letters to Santa. Like, I remember crying because we didn't have a fireplace 
and oh my gosh, thinking I was like, like how, how will he get in there? I live in an apartment. And my parents said that they needed to stay up because he has to come in through our front door. And so they were the only house. They're like, we're the only house here that has to stay up because he has to come Santa needs to go in through the front door. Crying. So crying and you know. shaking. I cannot. Well, good to know we both no longer believe in Santa. We are absolutely curbing kids still believing. Sorry. Curbing. I think it's impossible. Grow up. Everyone children. has. Yeah. Get your smartphones. They, yeah. Google it. <laughs> you know, I have to ask, but what was your favorite takeaway from this episode? <laughs> I think my favorite takeaway is that I do need to. I think that we one year we need to celebrate Thanksgiving together so that I can. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Next I'll bring the Coke. You bring and, the Coke. I'll bring the and, gravy. Yeah, that <laughs> seems fair. We're we're each bringing our own <laughs> our own liquids to the table. <laughs> it's BYOL at our Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. Do you have a favorite takeaway? Um, getting my back blown out for Christmas. I'll take that away. Yes, you know, shout out to everybody who's having that kind of Christmas. Shout out to our chiropractors and our doctors. Yes, it's not too late to secure that. Responders, you know that 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 cuff. It's not too late. It's cuffing <laughs> season, and with that, it is the end of our show today. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen. I am so grateful to all of you, beautiful people, still listening. First of all, you deserve an award. I just you do. I'm like, wow, you're still here. That is cute. You made it. You made Thank it. Thank you for that's a gift to us. What a gift you are. Before you even think about what you should get us, you know, because you should definitely get us more gifts. Um, we're just telling you what we want. First, make sure you rate. Five stars. Five stars. Make sure you comment, not only just on social media, but just on the podcast. You know, you can just leave a comment, be like, oh my God, Danielle's amazing. Then also make sure you subscribe. Because how else will you know that there's new episodes? Mm-hmm. Make sure you do that. And reach out to us on social media. First of all, reach out to Spring Hill. Let them know you love us because we need that at Make yeah. Spring Hill. And then also reach out to me at the Danielle Young on Instagram and Rap So Danny on Twitter. Adam, where can they at you? On Instagram, I'm at Adam Rip. And on Twitter, I'm at Adam Ripon. We love that. Okay, so make sure when you're hitting us up, you let us know if you have any other topics or any type of thing that you would like to see normalized because we want to make sure that you feel like you're a part of this show. All right? We love you all. <laughs> so much. And I start we, crying. We, <laughs> we love we you so love much. We love you all so much. Oh my God, Merry Christmas. That is all for now. And then make sure that you keep a straw in your wine and your mm-hmm. butts exposed at all times during the holiday season. All times. That's actually a prayer that we say um, (laughs) every holiday. May our wine have straws and our butts be out. Catch air. (laughs) Ooh, poetic. I know. I I know. Have a great holiday season, everybody. We'll see you next time.
Hey, listeners, we want to hear from you. Make sure you're following at Make Spring Hill on all platforms for weekly show updates.